everyone this is a continuation of last episode in this episode we are discussing about the clinical issues of uh, frozen shoulder in detail disturbed sleep in the early part and middle part of this condition freezing and frozen face respectively sleeping is often interrupted and disturbed as the patient's condition progresses this can get worse and there's good evidence that the lack of sleep pain and depression from a tightly interconnected triangle where changes in one will affect the other two therefore it's important that clinicians monitor sleep quality and use outcome measures to quantify signs and symptoms helpful questionnaires include the Petersburg Sleep Quality Index and the Medical Outcome Study Sleep Scale which include 12 items assessing sleep disturbance sleep adequacy somnolence quantity of sleep snoring and awakening short of breath or with a headache anatomical considerations for adhesive capsulitis there is a change in available space and the available volume and the glenohumeral joint as the patients develop contractures through a frozen shoulder it is suspected that space surrounding the glenohumeral joint reduces from between 15 to 35 cubic centimeters to 5 to 6 cubic centimeters moreover it is suggested that capsular changes are similar to those changes which takes place in the hand due to dipterans contracture there may be also a thickening and fibrosis of rotator interval at the top of the cuff which can causes contraction and the fibrosis of the glenohumeral ligaments this contraction of uh, inferior glenohumeral ligament seems to be one which makes the biggest difference right when considering the anatomical location of the inferior glenohumeral ligament it acts as the hammock at the bottom of the joint with an anterior posterior band if that ligament tightens it can reduce the amount of accessory movement which is available at the glenohumeral joint a quick word about the capsule it allows an estimated 2 to 3 mm of distraction which is important for the glenohumeral joint on its own it provides little contribution to the joint stability however the tendons of the rotator cuff muscles insert into the capsule therefore the dynamic action of the rotator cuff can have an effect on the tension within the capsule on a wall both the ligaments and muscles insert directly into the capsule providing an indirect link into the joint stability of the glenohumeral joint a final consideration is the neurovascularity which may change locally due to inflammatory response which can be attributed to our understanding of capsulitis thank you